Thanks for tuning in to PG and Dak's Real Football Podcast. This episode has been recorded and can be found at PG and Dak Real Football Podcast on YouTube. For more PG and Dak content, find us on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. We hope you enjoy. Thanks. Matt, how you doing? Ladies and gents, we've got the, the chair of the first ever West of Scotland committee, Matt Bamford, with us. Matt, thanks for coming on. Oh, you're welcome. It's great to be invited. Thanks. Matt, superb. Well, Mr. Mr. Chairman, must I say, do I need to bow in that now? Is it? <laughs> it's, that'll be fine, thanks. Would it favour Ashfield in anyway? <laughs> right, Matt. Well, obviously, brand new into the role, and congrats on that. Yeah. I want to tell people, how was it? you were elected for the role or how were you chosen for the role? Well, obviously, um, once the West of Scotland League was set up, Dave McKenna and the Lowland League guys were sort of, they were running things. So they gathered a few guys together initially just to set up the, the teams and make sure everybody, they all the right information and things. And they were looking for help. It was all volunteers. And I got a phone call from Peter Ferguson for Rutherglen. Um, they were talking about the websites and I phoned Dave McKenna and said, look, the West Region website's still sitting there. We could just rebrand it. And he says, I no problem at all. Um, how do you fancy helping us out? And I told my wife when I stood down for the, the West Region juniors that that was me done. I was just going to stick with Clyde Bight and nothing else. And I got the old eye right, oh, look. <laughs> and uh, so I said I would help him out. Started doing all the disciplinary stuff, me and Peter took on the role as discipline secretary, but I say to him, look, this is no, I'm just doing this to help, this is no what I want to be doing. And then when it came time for people to put themselves forward for the new roles, eh, a couple of guys had said to me, look, because I'd been president of the West Region, you'd be ideal to step in as chairman here. And to be honest, it wasn't something I thought about um, as a, a thing, but once folks started asking me, I thought, ah, why not? And then the wife just said, ah, well, I knew you were there, so that was it. So, so does that mean that you were the one that decided that Moff and Gaz were going to get a two-game ban? No, fortunately, the Premier Division get dealt with by the SFA. Right. So we only look after the conferences. I've got to say, is that, Matt, is that, is that him running behind you, Matt, in that <laughs> hole running up to chase you? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, so the time came when the... the Names were getting put forward. So basically all the guys who were on the interim management group all put themselves forward for roles in the new board. And we get three new guys. We get um, Martin McKenna for St. Anne's, uh, Ian Young for Glen Afton, and Bobby McNamara for um, and Winton Rovers as league reps. So it's, it's good that we're working with the guys that have seen us through to this mm-hmm. and uh, a couple of new faces in. That's good. It's an impressive, it's impressive names in a range of clubs it's covered with as well, Matt. I was having a wee look at it and it's, it's good to see. It's a good it's a good structure, isn't it? Aye. And that's it. I mean, the thing was, as we said, because there was AAS came across, the three new guys, we thought, well, we don't want them to feel left out because, you know, we've been we've been there together for nearly a year. Uh, so I'd phoned them all up on the Sunday. With the Saturday night, they announced who was standing and the fact that we were unopposed because there was nobody else standing for the roles. So I phoned the three guys up on the Sunday and says, look, welcome to it. Hope you enjoy it. Every one of them up for it. Yes, definitely. It's a new a new thing. It's a clean sheet. 
let's make the league the way we want it to be, as good as we can get it to be. And as you see through the social media stuff, Martin McKenna's done an absolutely fantastic right. job. I mean, the positive feedback we are getting. We even got praise on Pie and Bovril. I mean, that's just unheard. This I will. I've been slated a few times on that, to be honest with you, man. Love it, bro. See, to be fair, that's, I didn't realise, is it Martin that does the social media stuff then? Aye, well, he just came in and because he'd been doing all the ant stuff, Aye. initially Colin Boyd was going to be doing it because that's his business. He is a, a media guy. But um, when we got Martin on and he was, oh, he's got great ideas. We could do this, we could do that. We just said, right, on you go. I think I think he's a very, he's a started off well with a point Martin for I think you're not going to get much better at this level for doing that. No. So what is what is it he's have been doing? Because this is in my ignorance, I don't really know a great deal about what the committees and stuff do. What is it he's have been doing before you were elected up to this point for this season? Well, initially obviously it was just getting the season started. First, the first thing we needed was a constitution to present to the Scottish FA for them to approve it, to approve the league, because obviously the league is just an idea until it gets approved by the Scottish FA. So there was a lot of work to get done in the background that you had a set number of teams, you had fixtures, you had a constitution, you had, you know, a lot of admin stuff had to be done. And Dave McKenna for the Lowland League, he'd taken on the role as chairman again, to start it off, and he'd done a power of work in the background to get that sort of thing done. Um, so once we got that sorted out, then obviously we had to meet with the clubs, explain what was happening. Um, Kenny Young was doing the fixtures, so we got them out with the target to start on the 24th of October. So, I mean, when we first kicked the ball on the 20th, that was fantastic. You know, we'd achieved something. So where we were, when we sort of stopped playing in March, is I mean, we were still junior clubs at that time. And then went all the way through the summer to get to the stage where, I mean, we, Clyde Bank were doing it largs, and we thought, this is fantastic. The first game back in senior football and it's a professional league, if you like, part of the pyramid. So that was a big step. But then obviously there was a few clubs who uh, decided not to play this season for whatever reason. There was no harm in that. And then there was more drop to it once they seen there was no dressing rooms, no supporters. So it was a lot of a lot of pressure, you know, to make it work. But we always said that we'd, we'd be led with the teams. The clubs were the, you know, they were going to decide how we went. So after the meetings and the um, the votes, and we decided we were still going to proceed with the league, it was going well. And then they shut us down again. So it was absolutely gutting and everybody was nutted for it. See, see uh, just on that, uh, Matt, the league had a day tremendous to get it going and... and and I agree, man, it was brilliant, but obviously changing facilities and stuff like that was a big, massive, a massive loss in it. It's, we did a lot of games, we did a few games doing it, Ayrshire and that as well, and for the boys to get down and have no changing facilities and that, it's difficult, but I suppose that's what we are controlling it. Was that coming from higher powers above that obviously changing facilities and stuff couldn't be used? Aye, aye that came for the Scottish FA, so we had to go with aye. the Americans. And and again, some of the clubs, as you say, had decided because of that kind of thing that they wouldn't they wouldn't play this season. But at Clyde Bank, Moff and the boys, they were keen to play. But we always say, well, this is down to the players and they need to understand what they're letting themselves in for. We've not got any fans. We don't know if we'll ever get fans this season. As it turned out, we probably won't. 
Um, dressing rooms, again, might not get dressing rooms. It was fine in the, the start of the season when the weather was decent. It was ugh, no problem. We'll just turn up. But when the winter's coming in, a player's going to change their minds and have a wee rethink about this. But to a man, our players are, oh, yeah, just want to play for that, but we're no bother. We just want to play. And so uh, we, we chose to go on. But, but it was tough at times when you're out there. I think we played a friendly and it was absolutely lashing and it poured for the heavens. And you're thinking, these guys are doing this for next to nothing. It's only a friendly and they've got another bloody six months of this to go. So it was, you know, all credit to the players, not just our team, but all the teams who, who stuck with it and accepted the, the hardships they were putting up with. I think it's, it is difficult, but you've got, like you said, you've got boys who just want to play. And I've seen it when uh, I've been doing the Ashfield with Dak, just have a wee look about and stuff and do one of their wee videos. Guys turning up and it was frozen. They knew they couldn't get changed that, but it's a kind of credit to themselves and the clubs to make sure that this season, even if it doesn't finish, has partially been able to go and has started the kind of maiden season. What's going to be your role from now on then? What is what is it that you're going to be doing for on the committee? Uh, personally, um, the chairman's role is a, it's a bit of a figurehead role, but one of the things we have says is that everybody on this committee is going to have a job. We don't want to... The, in the past, with the, the juniors, the West Region, because we were dealing with all the discipline, you ended up... Every meeting was a discipline meeting, especially with Ashfield players and that crap. Yeah, little boys are not bad, are they, Matt? Not me. Well, that was it, but you never got Maxie a chance... Stokely. Uh, but you never got a chance to actually, you know, deal with stuff and look forward to and plan other things because you were constantly dealing with discipline. So this season, because the, uh, the SFA judicial panel, they deal with the Premier Division, so we don't need to worry about them. We've just got the three conferences. And what we've done is we've set up a subcommittee to deal with that. So we've got a wee discipline committee, three guys. Whenever there's a, an appeal or a hearing, they deal with that, and it leaves everybody else to carry on with meetings and do you know, the planning. The Martins getting you know great ideas, so then we say, right, okay then, how do we make this happen. Uh, he looks at international days of the, the week every day. So International Women's Day, obviously, the past couple of days, he's been hitting that hard. He's looking forward a month and saying, right, this one's coming up next. We're going to you know, plan a strategy for how we're going to do it. And it's, it's encouraged. My job is basically to encourage everybody else to have the ideas and do the, job, do the work. Yeah, I was having a chat with John Dalton's our secretary for Whitlitz. Um, and we natter with him earlier on, and one of the things we said, in the constitution it says clubs have got to play where a recognised match ball is agreed with the league or something, I can't remember it was worded. He's seen a post from a company in Glasgow that do uh, match balls which are fair trade. So that would be a brilliant thing, you know. So if the league can tie in with them, we're going to have a chat with them. That's the sort of thing we might be doing. We might be doing things differently. We don't want to just be what the juniors done. We're different, we're new, and we can do what we want, really, as long as the clubs agree with it and we can sell it to them. So um, my role I, is going to be running meetings, but encouraging folk to get involved and encouraging them with the ideas and then working out how we can make these ideas and put them into practice. See, Matt, see, just on that, I think it's... I'll be honest, see, with this, this pandemic and the new setup, I think it's a great opportunity for the committee to really... To really put something there that the fans are going to accept because 
I can see with through just even my own social media and speak to people, a lot of people are getting scunnered with the senior game this season. I don't think you're getting as much value for the money as what you're getting. So for us in the West, I think it's the best possible opportunity to try and jump this when it's obviously safe to do so to try and make your product as good as possible to try and because I think there'll be a few people sitting on the fence regarding senior football and paying that money to follow the bigger clubs in Scotland uh, their merchandise and everything like that so I think it's what hopefully will be a good chance for all the clubs in our region to try and maybe get a few extra fans or a wee bit of extra interest in it Oh absolutely and that's the thing I mean um, we have probably in the West we've got the best clubs at this level the mm-hmm. best quality at this level so we're going to see the clubs that are obviously applying for their licence this year potentially go on into the, the big Scottish Cup next season and they're going to make an impact we've seen Talbot do it in the past we've seen Everett Meadow do it in the past hopefully next year it'll be Clyde Bank you'll be watching doing it so, but you know there's going to be their profile's going to go really sky high and we want to be encouraging that so the other thing we want to be doing is encouraging the clubs to improve, not just on the park, but off the park. So the big aim, you know, for, for further down the line is that every club in the Premier Division will be licensed because then there's nothing to stop anybody getting into the playoffs should they win the league. Every club below that should have a quality mark because then you're proving that you're, you know, you've got the, the wherewithal behind your club to survive, you know, and it, it's a well-run club. So things like that, were encouraged before but never followed through yeah. we're going to follow them through we're going to have people helping clubs so that if your club I don't know if Icefield's got quality mark or anything but if your club's not got a quality mark and they want it we'll have somebody who can help you somebody who guides you through the because it's all admin it's all paperwork mm-hmm. somebody who guides you through that we've got a great deal with PDM build based the sponsors and that at the end of every season they'll give £5,000 worth of building materials to the league so we're going to be oh, yeah. speaking to clubs. If a club, St Ants, they've not got any shelter, if they want to put a shelter up and it's going to cost them £5,000, we can give them some of that. We don't got to give them all, but we can give them some of that material you know, so that that can get them on their way. And clubs can approach us to get things, you know, to make the... Because, I mean, it's all about fans. We want fans back in. Aye. But if your ground's no up to it and folk turn up one day, they're not coming back so. We want to improve these things off the pitch as well as on. And that's where we're going to hopefully be different and that we're actually going to help clubs. We're going to be, you know, showing them the way to get these things done mm-hmm. and guiding them through paperwork and admin stuff. But obviously, also uh, funding streams. We'll find out where all the money is in Scottish football and how to get it. And we'll have somebody to guide the clubs through, you know, making these applications and things. Well, see, you're saying... Obviously, it's changed for the juniors and stuff, and you want to do things differently, which it's good that it's a clean slate that you're getting the opportunity. You've obviously, there would have been clubs that were dragging their heels to come in, and you're talking about um, the Premier League teams having their licensing and the other clubs getting quality marks. Do you think there's going to be an issue? Because everybody kind of had to come. It's not like in the East where they were still able to keep junior football. That many teams wanted to go in the West that the juniors couldn't survive. So these teams were either had to have went amateur or no played or whatever. Do you think that there'll be some clubs that just have no interest to go higher, but they just came because there was nowhere else to go? I think there probably is some clubs like that. Um, and again, it's our job as a, the committee to, to change their mind, is to convince them that this is a better setup. And 
to encourage them to improve. There will be clubs, as you say, that are quite happy sitting where they are and just... The, the problem we've got, I think, is like most clubs, there'll be a lot of clubs with small committees the older guys. And to be honest, their ambition is just to get a team in the park on a Saturday. So again, their clubs need support and we want to support them and help them to, again, if we had raised the profile of the whole league, not just the Premier Division, the whole lot, then they might get people coming down to you know, volunteer and help out. And that's what we want to do. We want to raise the profile for every club, not just the top clubs. Every club in the league should be proud to be part of the West of Scotland. And then we want to be you know, promoting them, helping them financially, physically, all the rest of it, so that we get them to buy into what we're trying to do. That's, that's our big big thing. Just a big thing for, it, for me with the setup, and I know it was a feeling out of your club at Ashfield, it was you dream, didn't you? you? You sit and you dream, doesn't matter how small a club you are, or like Ashfield were massive and we've kind of slipped in the, the levels of recent times, but I know in our dressing room and in our management team, we're looking at it and going, let's, let's dream, let's try and push up the ladder and this gives you the best opportunity. Although it's difficult to try and progress and try and get yourself into the senior the senior ranks, so that, that's a big motivation and a big carrot in the league for us, even though it might not be realistic, I don't know, but it's just that that hope and that opportunity to maybe progress, do you know what I mean? Aye, and that's it, and as you see in the dressing room, I don't suppose any one of your players is there just to kick a ball. They all want mm-hmm. to win games. Mm-hmm. If you win enough games, you'll get promoted. Aye. And then, so that's the character. If, if your guys come in with the attitude that they want to go out and win, which every player does, I don't know a player that doesn't want to win a game of ever. then once they start winning a few games, you're like, hang on a minute now. We've got a chance to, you know, did something this season. And that generates you again and keeps you going. And at the end of the season, you could, I never have promoted into the next league. Where do we go now? And then you think, well, hang on, we've done it last year. Aye. Let's have a go at it this year. See, and I think that's what it's about, is, as you say, clubs can see now that there is a pathway. There's no the glass ceiling anymore. It might be many years before you get to that stage, but at least if you've got the ambition and you're working towards it, and as we are saying, we want clubs to be doing this off the park as well, not just on the park. Don't spend all your money on players' wages. Get your infrastructure right as well, so that as you move up, You've got less to do when the time comes. So if it takes you five years to get a club license, you've spent five years getting ready for it. You're not doing it in a season trying to spend money that you maybe don't have. So start everything you do to develop your club should be with a name to get a license. Whether it's five, ten years' time, doesn't matter. But if you're doing the right things at the beginning, it means you're not knocking things down in two years' time because they're not a standard. Take to the right standard to start with. And then that's a tick in the box by the time it comes. Well, see you on uh, the remainder of this season. Like This episode will be released on the 17th, and it's the 9th today. So Nicola Sturgeon has given an announcement today that teams can go back non-contact training up to 15 uh, players. Does that give you any hope that the season can be finished? Um, and also, what does it actually mean for you? What's, what are you viewing in the target and what your hopes are for the remainder of this season? Um, well, obviously, the, the announcement is good. It's it's a wee bit of light at the end of the tunnel. We've got to wait for the Scottish FA now to speak to the government because although she's saying you can have 15 players doing non-con- non-contact training, are they allowed to travel? Mm. Because, you know, that's another thing that's at the moment we're locked in. You're not supposed to be travelling. 
So that's where the SFA need to go and speak to them to get the, the full picture on what we're allowed to do and who's allowed to do it. But the fact that she's saying we can go back to some sort of training is good. Um, I know the clubs will be glad of it just to get together again. Even if it is non-contact, just the fact you're getting all your squad together to have a runabout and there and kick a ball for a week will be brilliant. But that's not going to get you ready for playing league games. You need to be doing proper training. So for us, our season's finishing on the 22nd of May. That's the end of the season. So we've got to look at how many games do we need to play to get above 50%. So if we need to, we can go to the points per game, the average points per game. How many game days do we need? And then we count back for that. And how many uh, training sessions would a club need before you know they're ready to play? So if you say you need two weeks training before you start kicking a ball, and we need X number of games before we get to the 22nd of May, then we need to say, right, okay, we've got a date in mind now. If we are not training by that date, we can't finish the season. Right. So we're as well telling the clubs just now so they can start planning for next year. There's no point. One of the uh, Speaking to him off as well, one of the biggest annoyances is the delays. Okay, she's come out the day and says you can start training on Friday, non-contact. But she'll tell us something else next week. Well, if you wait to next week, that's you lost seven days. And then that might just be another, I will have a look at it and I'll tell you again in two weeks' time. So it just goes on and on and on and people get more and more frustrated. Mm-hmm. So we're um, going to have a meeting this week and there'll be something put out before the end of the week to say, this is our cut-off point. I was going to say that, Matt. So you have got the cut-off point there because just for me, I, I do totally understand why the league is delaying, delaying uh, announcing what's happening because he's attracted to get every opportunity in resuming. I, I totally get that. But I think I think the clubs would would appreciate and as you, you know that yourself who've been at Clyde Bank just so they know where they stood uh, what that date is and if, if there is a realistic possibility of like starting back we want to start back we want the guys playing football to see the season out mm-hmm. but we know that that might not be possible and right. so rather than drag it on and drag it on we want to make a decision and we've we've kind of got a, a date in mind it's no set yet because again this kind of gave us a wee bit of light so we thought, oh, well, hang on then, let's see, once we hear what the SFA has got to say and if there's any more sort of guidance saying, okay, this is non-contact, you can go to contact in two weeks' time or three weeks' time, then you say, oh, well, hang on then, but there's a chance. Yeah. But if they don't, if they just keep saying, we'll wait and we'll wait, then there's no point in hanging about. We just need to bite the bullet and go with it. Mm-hmm. Because then once we've decided that, whichever way we're going to decide, we start looking at next season then. Because next season will be a new full season, fingers crossed. There shouldn't be any hassle. Might, the way they're talking, there might not be supporters in at the beginning. It might be September before the fans are allowed back in. But at least we should be starting a season with 67 clubs all kicking off on our date. And we're looking at potentially bringing the season start date forward a wee bit into the, you know, July. so that, that Because the Premier Division next season is a 38-game league. There's 20 teams in that league, so that's a lot of games to fit in. Plus, we'll be running the West of Scotland Football League Cup. Plus, you'll have the South Challenge Cup. Plus, you'll be the potentially good clubs being in the big Scottish Cup. Yeah. There's a lot of games to fit in. So, if we can get a good start, an early start, and again, that depends on when we finish this season. So, if we get an early finish, 
Clubs have got loads of time to get themselves sorted out, get their pre-season under their belt and all the rest of it when they can get back to doing it and then start afresh next year. See, on the fact you've had clubs who sat out this season, and it's looking unlikely that anybody will do that next year because of the vaccine, the numbers dropping and stuff. It's looking like a good chance that next season will go ahead, even though it might not have fans until possibly September, October. It looks like next season can probably go ahead as a normal season would. See if there is a change in circumstance and you want and clubs want to pull out again for the season, what is going to be this, the kind of the situation for you with that? Because you kind of have clubs dropping out every year and until well, it's sorted. Once we once we know what's happening for next season, um obviously we, the pandemic's been the pandemic. If if we are back to as near normal as we can get in you know in normal life, not just in football, in normal life. We'll be starting a season with six or seven teams. If any of these clubs want to drop out, they'll need a damn good reason for it. Mm-hmm. Because if there's no uh, physical, uh, sorry, a, a scientific reason, if you like, for having it, if all the guidance is saying it's good to go, then there shouldn't be any reason for a club dropping out next year. But every case will be taking its merits. If some clubs got a, a good reason for it, we'll look at that. But if clubs just want to drop out because it doesn't suit them, then yeah, we'll just that, would that mean that the even if one club managed to pull out, would that mean that there would be like the new promotion, the relegation sort of? Oh, no, 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 that'll again depends which club it is and which league they're from, right? But things will be rearranged. There, there will be promotion and relegation for the leagues next season. See, see, Matt, the, the, the date on the 22nd of May, does the league have to finish then, or can it be extended, or is that coming for the SFA basically? Well, it's that was the date. To set for the Premier Division to announce a winner to go into the playoffs. Right. So that's the kind of date that this level finishes at, 22nd of May. Um, on a, in a normal season, obviously, you would then have the playoffs between, uh, would have been East and the South, but now we're involved, so there'll be a three-way playoff for promotion into the Lowland League. That might not happen this season because we don't know what the Lowland League are doing because they've obviously got issues with their promotion up into the SPFL. So it's just been an absolute nightmare of a season for everybody. Mm-hmm. So we are just saying, look, again, we're, we're, guided, we're guided by the, the SFA on when and what we do. But if we can take the lead on some of the things and at least get the clubs to realise that we're doing it for the best, the benefit of them and for the best ability that we finish the season on the 22nd of May and then we move on for next year and we start planning things and getting you know things in place for it. Yeah, do you think Matt, sorry, PG, I know I'm jumping in here. Uh, do you think that as well, Matt, that there could even be a possibility that our tap league could go back and the conferences might not go back? We'd rather know what just big, because I know that they've got the opportunity of the promotion, whereas the rest is in the conferences are, you know, are really playing for a league a title, a league title in it. Right, for this season. For this season I I, I see you're saying um, I don't. I don't know if clubs would want to drop it now. I mean, they've went through all the pain to get to here. I think if there was a chance to start back again, those that had been playing would want to start back again, even if it's just to get together and you know. No, um, but what I mean is, is it like I'm? You always hear like wee rumours, and that's always when you're involved in the game. But would the, is there a chance that it uses elite as the the the, the tap? The tap league might go back, but the conferences might be told, no, nah, we'll just finish your season half, but we need no, the, the no. tap league to go ahead due to the fact that the promotion's there. 
our commitment is to, to play the games and right. that'll be for everybody. We're not going to pick and choose which league goes forward, which league Disney. If we start back, everybody will be starting back. See, oh. on the conferences, my understanding, as limited as it is, is that obviously you'd have been a one-season conference and then you'd have put the leagues together for then. Aye. What's going to be the situation next year? Is it just going to be conferences again until it can be decided, aye? Yeah, what we've done was obviously uh, this season was meant to be a Premier Division and three conferences underneath it, underneath it with promotion and relegation at the end of the season. But because clubs were dropping out, because of the pandemic, you couldn't very well punish a club for stepping out this season or, on the other hand, uh, disadvantage a club who played the season. But then you say, well, all these guys who were in the Premier Division and didn't play, they're coming back in next season, so you're not getting promoted. So we couldn't have that. That's why this season is no. we're playing for winning your league. There's a championship at the end of it. There's medals at the end of it for the players. So there is something to play for. But the, the commitment was always that next season we'd go back to where we should have been this season. So there'll be the, the Premier Division of 20, the three conferences underneath it, and at the end of that season, there'll be seven clubs relegated for the Premier Division, and there'll be one each from the conferences. The three conference winners will get promoted, and that'll bring us into a 16-team Premier Division, and then the clubs below that will be split up into First Division, Second Division, Third Division. So there's a lot to play for next season. See, see Matt, on... Uh... That, see the conferences next season. Do you think that you'll stick with the, the initial conferences that were announced and just putting the teams that pull out, like splitting in between them, or are you thinking they're just like, totally different conferences of that? No, no, it'll go back to the the original conferences that were supposed to start when we were starting with you know the the full league, if you like. Right. So before clubs started dropping out, the only reason the conferences changed was because clubs were dropping out. Yeah, and it was an imbalance, so Kenny had to you know shuffle them about. But next next season it will be from the the original setup. That will be the conferences that go forward. Yeah, so it's the one that was basically at the very start before the teams. Right. You've said Matt that there's going to be sixty seven teams in the setup next year. What does that mean for new clubs and new applicants? The reason I'm asking this in a selfish point of view because I'm involved with a club who are going to be applying to the West of Scotland next season. Right. So what's going to be the case with the new applicants and our club's going to be accepted into the setup. What we're doing is um, there's obviously at the moment it's expressions of interest and I think up until Sunday there, there was 17 expressions of interest. We did have some interest for the East Region Junior Clubs but I don't know if you've seen it, we had a meeting I with these clubs on Sunday and we've agreed that we just stick to the, the boundaries that are there just now so if you're in Lanarkshire and westwards, you're in the west. If you're east of the, that boundary, you're east of Scotland. The only club that sort of straddles it is Hart Hill. Mm-hmm. Because the village is in Lanarkshire, but they're grounds in um, West Lothian. So they kind of can pick and choose where they want. But any other club that's in the East Region Juniors just now, if they want to be in the pyramid, they join east of Scotland. League. So that, that took away a few of the expressions of interest. The other expressions we've got are for amateur clubs, the under 21s. And there's a, the, the, the criteria that we need for each of the clubs to meet first. So um, Colin Boyd's been dealing with this. So he's putting, up, putting together the application form tonight. And that'll be put on the, the website 
probably this week, sometime before the end of the week. And then any club that wants to apply can apply. And as soon as you've applied, if your club applies, we'll come and visit you. We want to come down and see what you're all about. We want to make sure you're well run. You're going to finish a season if you start it. You're not just going to chuck it halfway through. And your ground, what state it's in. Is it suitable for playing at this level? The, one of the things we're looking at is that the criteria should be different for each level. There's no reason why your club should have the same standard of ground as Auckland Lake Talbot because you're a, a wee bit away from being at that level. Aye. So we're looking at the different grounds criteria. And once we've had a visit with you and we think your ground's suitable and you're a suitable candidate, we will put your name forward to the AGM because it's no, it's not the, the committee that decides who goes forward. It's the AGM. So everybody's entitled to apply. Everybody will get a site visit. Clubs that we think are worth putting forward will get put forward. If your club's not quite ready, we'll explain what you need to do so you get ready maybe for next season. And then these names will be put in front of the AGM for the clubs to vote them in. Depending on how many we get, obviously they'll go into the potentially the conferences or if there's 16 of them, we'll start we'll put a fourth division for another league in. Aye. But there'll be no promotion for these clubs. So the thing is, we're protecting the West of Scotland clubs. They went through the hardship of this season, whether playing or no playing. They were guaranteed that next season will be what this season should have been. So if you're the 67th club in the West of Scotland next season, you'll be in the third division. There's no club going to come in and go above you. Mm -hmm. So Aye. the new clubs, any new club, wherever they come from, will not get any promotion next year unless there's a separate league. Then we can promote one club into the third to even up the numbers. That's so fair enough. We need to protect the West of Scotland clubs first. Like in terms, I mean, I'm not going to name my club at the moment, I don't, but um, like we have the, the legacy status, we've got the full pathway, we've got the 20s, we're still going to keep the amateur team. We're looking at... Um, potential parks and stuff that will fit the criteria. See if it's, because I know a couple of clubs out my way have applied, or going to apply, who, like I mentioned Harmony Row, who for me have got the full pathway and all that, who are a really well-known club. As I'm not getting, when you say exactly like, aye, Harmony Row is what we want, but is that the type of club that you're looking for where they have the full pathway, they've got the legacy status, they've got kind of a bit behind them instead of just a particular amateur team who have decided they want to crack at it? Oh, I, and, I mean, that was the same when the West of Scotland League was set up. There was clubs putting their names forward. They, they didn't have a team. And they mm. just, oh, quite fancy this. We won't be as as rigid as that because obviously it's a different level. But I, we're looking for clubs, as you say, that are well-established. They've got the pathway. Quality mark legacy is brilliant because then that shows that you're a well-run club. You've been through the process. It shows you're, you're established. Um, somebody turning up saying I'm going to start a, a team next season and I'm going to sign somebody and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that maybe not going to work Aye. maybe not going to be you know, guaranteed to finish a season so we're looking for clubs that are ambitious they've got, if they don't have it just now, they've got a plan to get to where they need to be mm -hmm. and they show that this is what they want to be we don't, we're not taking clubs in just to make up numbers that's one thing we've, we've been speaking about is because we had such a, a large number of expressions of interest, we were thinking, do we set up a new league? Do we do this? Do we do that? But we thought, well, when you look at these clubs, 
half of them might not be suitable. So, and this is it, and we don't, we're talking now about, you know, maybe if it's one club, they fill in the third division or the conference that's got a, a team short on it just now, make up the numbers. If it's four clubs, you can spread them between the three Aye. conferences. If it's eight clubs, what do you do them? So, we're not taking clubs just to make up numbers. Aye. We will make the numbers fit the leagues. We're not going to make a league just to make up, or bring clubs in just to make it up. That's brilliant. Well, I think we'll kind of end it there. We have a wee quiz that we do on our shorts. This one is called Best of the West. So, Dak, I'm going to need you to turn your sound off the new mate. Right, okay. I'll let you, we're letting the chairman go first. That right, right, mate. Two seconds, I'll be honest. a thumbs up when you're, you're sorted. Right, Matt. The first question, who are top of the four? No, 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 oh, no sorry, sorry, sorry. Nah, come could, on, I man. Could, I could hear you. I don't know how to... How did I get... How did I get... <laughs> <laughs> I just went to mute, but it just muted me. Mate, you've made us look like an unprofessional mob here. Well, I'm not very professional. Oh, no. <laughs> wait, wait, can you not mute me right now? I'll mute you, right. There you right. go. You're, you're away. Can you hear me now? Hi. Aye, all you did is just stop switching his microphone off. Um, I'm not good with this. You sorted that? Right, good. But can you hear me? Aye. <laughs> I thought he's had done this before. No, no, normally his headphones in. And he just uh, takes them out. So, Dak, unmute yourself. Nah, he's away at the room. Go away. Right. So, Matt, who are the top teams in each of the four leagues? So, the Premier League and the three conferences as it stands at the moment. Um, obviously, Clyde Bank are top of the Premier League at the moment. Yep. Long may it continue. The conference, I don't know. This is embarrassing. I don't know. <laughs> No, so I don't know. Just have a guess. Have a guess. Conference A, B, and C. Have a guess. Um, what do I say? Let, let's. Are oh, they no plane? What am I saying? <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, St. Ants will be one of them. Um, it's only three clubs that are playing. Who else? Well, this is embarrassing. Now, but as, yeah, as you need to. You need to ask, all right? Well, I'm just going to mark you doing this. Mark me doing this. Right. Mark. Second question. This won't be any better. Who are the bottom four teams? The bottom of the Premier's Cumbernauld. Cumbernauld, the bottom of the Premier. And I know I've got a clue about the conferences. <laughs> People edit this bit, eh? <laughs> no, I'm keeping this. This is the, this is the stuff that's good for us. <laughs> Um, right, that's oh yeah. Right, who is the second highest ranked central team in the west of Scotland? So, for the old central league, because the Premier League is just for uh, Ayrshire teams basically. So, who is the second ranked? Who is the second highest ranked central team, the old legacy central? Well, in the Premier Division, just in the setup, so it will be in the Premier Division. Aye. Aye. Um, where's my It's a lot of. There's your clubs, isn't there? Ah, there is, aye. I'm trying to think what we're doing here. Um, is it Rob Roy? No, that far down, surely. Right, so next question. Out of the four new additions, who is the highest in the league? So you've got Drumchapel, 
St. Caddox, Glasgow Uni and Bonneton. Who is the highest out of the four of them in their respective leagues? In their own. Um, St. Caddox. Yeah, well, he's actually four questions. I don't know where he's went to, so we'll just need to wait for him to come back. <laughs> Next time I'm getting a mistake headphones and he'll probably want me to text. Oh, there he is, he's back. He's been listening at the door ah, there. Yeah, you know. See, to be honest, he's not... You've not done very well, but he's not going to beat you. Yeah, see, be, see, being honest with you, man, I had to speak to my missus for five minutes there, Matt. What are you doing to me? <laughs> right, Dak. Who are the... How, hold on, how did, the, how did Mr Chairman do? I'm not going to lie you, mate. It was uh, bad. Was that a less pressure? Less pressure. It was bad. Right, right, so who are the top teams in each of the four leagues? So the Prem, Premier League and the three conferences, who are the top teams? Who's top of the leagues? Prem is um, Clyde Bank. Then conferences is Nielsen, a top of Ailes. Um, Ours was was Anne Bank or Bells Hill. I'm going to go with Anne, I'm going to go with Anne Bank. I think they beat Bells Hill in the last game, and the other one, I think, I think it's I think it's called Safe. Is that the other one? I don't right. know if maybe Aims in hand, but I'll go with that. No worries. Who are the bottom four teams? Thank God, it's no Ashfield. <laughs> <laughs> uh, our our dear reserves. Um, Top division, I'm sure it was Bonington. Uh, other divisions, I think, was uh, I'm trying to think. Uh, I've run out of time, my man. No, I don't want to, I don't want to offend any teams either. So I, mean, uh, I can't. I can't think off the top of my head. No worries. That's fine. Who is the second highest ranked central team in the west of Scotland? So for the old legacy central teams, no the Ayrshire teams, like you've got Hunter's Ayrshire teams in there. Right, so, Tal, so it's basically with the ranking system, basically. Right, so who, Tal, Talbot who is, or Tarp, so it's who's No, the no, no, no. Who is second best central team in the Premier League this year? What do you mean? Well, you've got Clybank or Tarp for the central. Right. Oh, so who's second? All oh, right, okay, I, right, I get you now. Um, I don't actually get you, mate. <laughs> hey, you've got Clyde Bank or Tap, and then you've got about right. fifteen hundred Ayrshire teams, and then you've got another central team. Right, okay, aye. So it'll probably be the likes of Cowanin. Mate, they're for Ayrshire. Aye, but they were in the league same week. But they're for Ayrshire. They're not for the central. Right. Well, the next one, the next one, do I think was so beef and all that's all Ayrshire, isn't it? Aye, aye. Aye. So we can't take him. Right, I'll go with. <laughs> They're not even playing this year. Nah, no. Matt, I'm sorry, but this is getting embarrassing. Oh, hey, I'm feeling a wee bit better now. Matt, I just, I think the, I think the question, yeah, I tell you what, you're not getting the, uh, Henry's job, what's his name, Pierce Martin's job? <laughs> uh, I don't know, just, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll put one out, I'll go with Roswell. Right, no worries. Out of the four new additions, who is highest ranked in the league? So you've got Drumchapel, St. Caddox, Glasgow Unit and Bonneton. St. Caddox. Right, that's how it's finished. So, the first question, who are top of the four leagues? You both got Clyde Bank, right? Dak, you've astounded me with this, by the way. Hi. And Bank, you got that right. They're Conference A. Conference B, Nielsen, you got that right. And Conference C, you got Kosythe right as well. Mate, I, 
Well done, well done. I'm, I'm very knowledgeable. I love, I love your game. I love your grade. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't but even That's 4-1 that, to you right now. Um, we'll finish it. It got equally as bad in the second part, though. Uh, mm-hmm. The bottom four teams in the Premier League is Cumbernauld. Matt got that right. You got it wrong. And Conference A, it's Ardeer. You got that right. Matt got it wrong. Conference B and C, you both got them wrong. It's Vera Leaven and the Ants. So the second highest ranked central team, not co-winning, not B who aren't even playing this year. Are they playing this year? Yeah. No? That's good. That was bad. Um, are they? Oh, who cares? Ah, who cares? Right. It's Blantyre. Oh, right, right. Aye, aye. John Gibson. Yeah, Martin, Martin was atrocious in that case. It was, name. Matt got it right away. And the four, the four new additions to the setup St. Caddocks are sitting fourth in their league, Glasgow Uni are sixth, Bonneton are 12th, and the Drum are second. So, Dak, you have won 5 2. So that's you 2 1. You're 2 1. You've lost to Gordon Duncan. Beat yeah. Next next disciplinary. Well, they know the disciplinary, but next meeting Ashfield are up by getting hammered, didn't we? That's, that's, that's a work to do. We always have a tiebreaker question, which I'm going to throw in anyway, even though it's a rare. My two favourite teams in the west of Scotland, who people always know because I go on about it a lot, are the Port and the Ants. How many points do they have combined? Matt, I'll let you go first. Port and the Ants, well, you just tell us the Ants are bottom in the league, so they don't have many. Um, Port's then not bad, Chris McKillop's on the committee. Maybe phone a friend on that one. Um, <laughs> 20 points between them. Right, Dak, would you think? I'm going, I'm going to go with 16, mate. Matt, bang on the nose, 20 points. Oh, well done, Matt. 18 and the Ants have got two, so Martin McKenna might do a great job with uh, the kind of social media stuff, but you need to have a word with Danny and Kush to sort themselves out. Aye, need a bit of work in the park, yeah, Right, well, that's us for this episode. We hope that people have enjoyed listening to it because uh, it's good to have you on. I believe this is your first kind of thing, interview that you've done since you've taken there. It so it's good that hopefully people will be able to kind of have a wee bit more clarity on what's going to happen going ahead. And we really appreciate you giving up your time. Oh, Matt, thanks very much for your time. It's been outstanding to speak to you. Great. Thanks very much for having us, guys.